lament. I want to share with you this morning about lament. In just a few minutes that we have here, I'm going to put my guitar down. Why lament? Why, why lament? This may be something you guys talk about here at Covenant. Um, it may not be. If it's something you don't talk about, then uh, that would put you like most Christians in North America, particularly white Christians. We, um, we don't talk about lament, and we don't lament. If you look in our hymnals, you look in our um, top 100 songs on CCLI, you may see a, well, you won't on the top 100 songs of CCLI, maybe in some of our hymnals, you'll see some songs of lament. But if you open up the Psalms and you flip through and you start reading and you start looking for places where the psalmist is crying out from pain, sorrow, anger, confusion, you'll find 40% of the Psalms take us in that place, take us to a place of lament. 40%. Why? Why why lament? I, I see in the Psalter, I see in the Psalms God inviting his people to to have lament as part of their lives, part of their spiritual formation even. Um, why? I'm just gonna give two reasons this morning. Um, just a couple of things to, to chew on. Uh, one Jesus lamented. And when we learn to lament, we draw closer to Jesus. Jesus, uh, as a young Jewish kid in the first century, would have grown up singing all the Psalms and probably would have had committed most of them to memory, if not all of them. Um, and it would have, there would have been music with them. I wish we knew exactly what they sounded like. Um, they probably didn't sound like the, the ones that we're singing this morning. But Jesus, as a kid growing up, would have sung these psalms of lament. And I would, just, I would just submit to you that he needed those psalms of lament for the life that God the Father called God the Son to live on this earth. In Isaiah, he's described as a man of sorrows, right, who's familiar with suffering. And you see in the Gospels, Psalms kind of just pouring out of Jesus at different points. They, they pop out in different places um, because they've so become part of who he is because he's sung them and he has sat with them and he has memorized them um, since he was a little kid. But one place in particular where a Psalm pours forth from Jesus' lips is, is where? It's the cross. Right? In this, in this the the linchpin moment in our history, in our story, and in Jesus' own journey on earth. On the cross, Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? Psalm 22. Right, and we see in Jesus how the Psalms that formed him gave him tools to 
to live the perfect life that he lived, right? To, to go to the cross, to suffer, to be the Messiah. The Psalms shaped and formed Jesus' own heart to express to God that even in that moment, right? In this moment when um, darkness is over the earth and in our, in our theology we say, you know, God has turned his back on the sun in a sense in that moment. Like our sin is on Jesus even in that moment, Jesus has language with which to cry out to God. And I think that's what Psalms of Lament are about. And this is kind of my second reason that I think we, we must learn to lament. We must learn to sing Psalms of Lament. Is God wants the kind of relationship with us that is so intimate and so trusting that we can talk about the stuff that is bad, (laughs) that we can go to him and say, God, I'm angry at you right now. I'm angry. This thing happened. It shouldn't have happened. And God's like, come to me. Talk to me. Tell me about it. He may not give us all the answers we want, but he says, come to me. Here's a psalm. Use this psalm. If you don't have language, speak it to me. God wants us to cry out to him. God wants you to have the kind of relationship with him that can survive a fight. Right? I don't know if you guys have have experienced this, but like, for me, my best friends are ones that I've had a fight with, and we remain friends afterward. Because there's something about that moment where you kind of test the trust of the relationship, right? And you're actually honest about something that, that hurt, you know? That relationship becomes deeper and more intimate when you work through that, that thing. I mean, imagine, imagine a marriage where the husband and wife never fight. How much, how much joy, intimacy, connection is going to be in that relationship, right? Because they're, we're both sinners, right? So we're going to hurt each other. With, like, stuff's going to happen, Right? <laughs> It's the question is, are we going to move toward each other in the pain, in the hurt? And it's the same question for our relationship with God. When the moment comes, and some of you are probably in this season right now, you've suffered a loss, um, you have been betrayed, you have lost a friend. Um, When that season comes, and it will for all of us, what language do we use and how do we turn to God. We lament. And in lament, we say, God, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like this. This hurts. But just in the act of turning to him instead of away from him and singing or speaking to him, we're saying, God, I trust you. I trust you enough that we're going to have this one out. We're going to talk it out. We're going to work it out. God wants you to have that kind of an intimate, trusting, safe relationship with him. And I hope that you will.